Sometimes the unknown can be a scary thing, but if you're a Winnipeg Jets fan, this is an excitingly terrifying time. For once, I feel like we have no idea what's in store for next year's Winnipeg Jets and beyond. I wanted to spend some time talking about why this could be a positive thing and why it might hurt the fan base on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, fellow Winnipeg Jets fans, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks you, uh, thanks so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so is always free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But you know what's most important? We just really love and appreciate your support. Tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On right now to get started. Now, like I said, tonight's show, I have a couple of general topics, uh, some some general themes that I think are really worth thinking about for the, the present and the future of the Jets. And the first is that, you know what, for once, the unknown is kind of exciting if you're, if you're a Winnipeg fan, right? We're used to a lot of things being very bog standard. This team traditionally does not give us that much drama um, in, in terms of off seasons for us to get excited about. Like the biggest thing that's happened over the past couple of years uh, is either tracksuit gate or, you know, Truba wanting to leave Pierre-Luc Dubois suggesting he wants out. And, you know, in between we've had maybe one or two other issues, uh, but generally speaking, right. The jets don't really do that much when it comes to the roster and uh, you know, a lot of the team construction stuff, Winnipeg, if anything, like somebody commented a few months ago is best described as reactionary. And for me, that can be, you know, a couple of things. Usually it's not great. If you're the jets, I feel like Winnipeg um, really should work on being more proactive and getting out there and looking at options when it comes to not only roster construction, but just generally how to build your team and make a successful contender. But, you know, that aside, right now we're kind of in a period where we have no idea what, you know, next season holds for this team. And I have to say, you know, while it is kind of scary to think about, you know, this franchise's track record with how it has managed the team so far and what it's managed to accomplish, by the same token, this might also be a really exciting time to be a Winnipeg fan because, you can't really predict what's going to happen. We have no idea if the Jets are going to retain some players for the trade deadline and try to make a run of it. We don't know if all of these guys are going to be out the door come the end of summer. All I know for sure is that somebody's going to be off the team, and it's not really clear who's going to be the first domino to fall. With Steve Dangle talking yesterday about uh, Blake Wheeler being either a trade or a likely buyout candidate, I think we're starting to get at least a little bit of an early sign of what the Jets are thinking. Winnipeg, at least, is very much keen to get rid of Wheeler's deal one way or another. A, a trade would be nice if they didn't have to pay somebody to take Wheeler's contract, and I'm sure they would love not to retain 
up to half of Wheeler's salary. But as it is, you know, all we know for certain is that a couple of guys are probably on their way out and we don't really know the exact timing of any of it. What's even more interesting is when it comes to what the Jets are going to be acquiring in trade, we know even less. All we know for sure is that the Jets have said they want to be, you know, semi-competitive, at least a playoff team, and, you know, they would hope to be in that running. And I think the question might be, well, why? You know, what's the point of making the playoffs with this team when you don't really have the depth to compete? For the Jets, though, it always kind of comes back to money, uh, playoff revenue, you know, having butts and seats. That is still paramount for Winnipeg's present and future success, uh, or, well, at least financially speaking. The on-ice product, who even knows what their plan is with that? But at least for the revenue streams and stuff, the Jets are really reliant on having, you know, a really high average attendance. And so for Winnipeg, you know, if you're a Jets fan and you're thinking about whether or not you're going going to buy tickets to games next season, I guess the one upside right now is that if you're buying them ahead of time and not even thinking, you know, uh, or not even being aware yet of, of exactly what moves have been made, you're going to be going in kind of blind and you're going to get to see a fresh Jets experience. Most likely the team that we're going to see on opening night uh, next season is going to be totally different than what we saw this year. And while that might be a little bit nerve wracking because it could be a very bad team, it's also kind of exciting because we're going to see some fresh faces. We're going to see some new look lineups. And quite honestly, I feel like this is a chance for the Jets to you know, hit a bit of a brand reset. I, I feel like Winnipeg over the past few years has become known as the team that's good enough to be in the dance, but not good enough to actually be anything more than just present, uh, which if you are following along means the Jets are pretty mediocre. They're like a good middle of the pack team and they're very good at being middle of the pack, if that makes sense. And that's not always the worst thing, but I think if you're a Jets fan, you hope for more. You're hoping for some sort of change, uh, a new look, a new change of pace. And if anything, all of these departures and everyone wanting out means that the team is going to have to make some really big moves. And I, for one, am kind of excited about it. Not because I want to see these guys leave. No, it's not that at all. Uh, but if anything, you know, it just means that it's going to force Winnipeg to start being more open-minded, you know, to, to start make, making some organizational and team changes. And maybe, just maybe, it kickstarts a change to some good habits and uh, some organizational restructures that benefit the Jets long-term. But in the meantime... Obviously, it could mean that the Jets are going to be hard to watch for at least a year or two. But hey, as long as we get something really cool out of it in terms of prospects, I am kind of down with it. But, you know, one of the big questions for me that I want to talk about in just a little bit is who becomes the next man up for this team? We've had guys who have occasionally been, uh, you know, captain material, players who have stepped up and led by example. But we don't really know who's going to be the cornerstones to lean on for next season. I'll talk about a couple of candidates that I could see potentially leading by example on the ice for the Jets uh, in the, the upcoming season. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at FanDuel. Baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. To get started, just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to join today. I think right now, if you are a betting person and you're interested in maybe betting on some playoff teams as an Orioles fan, bet on us. We're we're in a pretty good spot. Uh, I don't know if I would bet on us necessarily to, 
to have a good bullpen ERA, but you know what? In terms of being a team that's likely to uh, at least be in the runnings for a top finish in the American League, hey, give the O's a chance. Maybe you also want to put some uh, you know, MVP votes down for Shohei Otani. I feel like that is pretty safe. Otani just continues to get better with age, and we all love how he has changed the face of baseball forever. But no matter what you're interested in betting on or who you want to cast your votes for, don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet, again, of up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn right now to sign up. FanDuel, official uh, partner of Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, thank you so much for rejoining us in tonight's episode. I just spent a few minutes talking about why the excitement and the frightening aspects of the unknown might make some Jets fans a little bit more interested in the upcoming season. One of the questions that I have, though, is who's going to be the next man up in light of all of the likely departures? I have a couple of candidates that I think are going to have to really step up and assume some on-ice leadership roles. Uh, Even if they don't have a C or an A, I think the most important thing is that you lead the way by example. One player that I'm really keeping a close eye on, and I've, I've listed him as a breakout candidate, but I really feel like he's poised to become a pivotal player for this team of the future and present is Morgan Barron. Every time I watch Barron, I I really come away being very impressed. I feel like Morgan is like one step away from becoming a fantastic NHLer. Already we see so many things to like about his game. He's got that work ethic. He's got the forechecking ability. He's even got some really high-end skill. Uh, It's not like the kind of skill where you're thinking, oh, Barron is the next Nathan McKinnon. No, 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 no. Let's be real. Uh, he is kind of in that, you know, middle six tier of player, but it's the middle six tier of player that I attribute more towards, you know, prime Andrew Kopp for the Jets. We all remember when Kopp was looking like a really good two-way offensive dynamo with some solid finishing ability. I kind of feel like Barron is tracking towards that sort of player. He might have even better hands if he could just finish on a few of those opportunities, but he feels really close. This year, I felt like he took a very big step forward at the NHL level. There were games where I was just really impressed with everything that he did. Uh, He really didn't put a foot wrong uh, all too often. I felt like offensively, we saw him generate some great chances. He's got a nasty shot. It's just whether or not he can actually beat goaltenders on a consistent basis. That's been a slight bit of an issue. But in terms of like passing, getting into dangerous areas, all of the stuff that you would think would help him um, take up those box score numbers, He kind of does all of it, and I like his defensive work too. There is a great player with him, and I feel like he's the kind of guy where, you know, you're saying, well, if Shifley or some of these other guys are slacking, who do you look to to be your on-ice leaders? And Barron, for me, is going to be one of those guys both now and in the future. I really like him. I think he's a great player, and I'm very excited to see him start to uh, progress his career and hopefully develop into a long-term Winnipeg Jet that is actually a guy that you kind of want to have on your future core. Another player that I'm kind of keeping an eye on um, for, for me is David Gustafson. And I know I know you're going to say, oh, he's only a fourth liner. We really haven't seen that much out of him yet. And I think that there is some truth to that, but it's also down to how he's being used. Dave has never really been asked to play with skill, especially in a a major NHL role. 
at the AHL level, we know that he's actually pretty darn effective. Uh, he has been, you know, one of Manitoba's top scorers in the past. He's been a great two-way attacking force. And when you watch him at the NHL level, he does a lot of very similar things to Morgan Barron. They're both very smart. They think about the game at a high level, but they marry that with a lot of strong work ethic, energy, and commitment. And best of all, when it comes to Gustafson, he's just so smart. You know, I, I think his hockey IQ is kind of, you know, not on the same level necessarily of Cole Perfetti because like Cole can basically see the ice. It's like he has like a billion eyes on his head all around. Cole can sense space and use it. But with Gustafson, even if he may not have like that elite, elite franchise level hockey decision making and, and, and awareness, I feel like it's so high already that he's just a really well-rounded player. And he's He's the kind of guy that I feel like if you give him legitimate skill to work with, guys who are great finishers, who understand the way that Gustafson is going to get the puck to really dangerous areas and can take advantage of that, I feel like we're going to see Gus blossom into a really fun middle six, maybe even second line center. I think, of course, it is a lot to ask of him right now, but I, I'm very bullish on his future, and I feel like for a guy who works as hard as he does and continually puts in every shift, every game, I think it's just a matter of time before he starts to really move the coach's spirits and maybe earns a promotion. And honestly, he might just earn a promotion anyways, because the Jets roster, you know, right now we're not looking great for center depth. So we'll see how that pans out, especially if Dubois and Shifley both get the door uh, this off season. But, you know, for me, I, I think it's going to come down to kind of like, the guys in their early 20s. Uh, Perfetti, I think, is another player who really has the potential to blossom and become that next man up. Curiously, you might have noticed that I haven't really mentioned Ehlers or Connor. I think Ehlers is always going to be a guy that whether you know it's, it's this season or previous years or next season, he always does lead by example. But the question is whether the coaching staff recognizes it or not. I think, you know, Nick has always been accountable. I feel like he's really work to try and, and become a team leader. And I love watching him play. So that's kind of a given. With Connor, I think I've set my expectations a little bit lower. I think that he does what he does well. The question is, how often is he actually going to get to do what he does well on a consistent basis? And if that sounds a little bit, you know, vague and mysterious, basically, he's only good at scoring. The other stuff that you really want from him I think he shows flashes of, but not consistently enough to where I'm asking him to step up and be that leader. I think it'd be nice if he did this upcoming season and really grew his game again. But as it is right now, if he's just an elite finisher, okay, I can live with that. That's pretty okay. It'd be nice, though, if we could maybe work on some of the other parts, especially some of the defensive coverages. But it is what it is. KFC will always kind of be KFC. And I think we sort of understand that when you're paying Kyle Connor you're just going to get goals. You know, it might be from your opponents, but, you know, at least you're getting some sort of fun scoring one way or another. Now, for all of these players that I've asked to step up, one other final big question for tonight's show is the Bones Brigade and whether or not it's coming back next season. We'll answer that question in just a moment. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I just wanted to wrap up really quickly with an interesting and fun little thought question for you. And I guess 
My question for you that I'm going to answer in, in just a moment with my own thoughts is whether or not you think the Bones Brigade is coming back. Drop your comments below uh, in the section or at my social medias at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. If you don't know what the Bones Brigade is, it's kind of like the, the positive mojo and the feeling of the team unity that we first had when Bones was you know, first joining the team, got the guys going, players were really bought into it. There was a genuine feeling of momentum and positive spirit that I feel like we haven't had with this team in many, many years. With Bones, you know, he, I've, you know, I've heard it described as kind of having like a grandfatherly approach uh, where he, he maybe doesn't always yell, but you can certainly tell when he's disappointed in you. Ever since the end of season press conference, though, I kind of feel like the relationship and trust with the players might have been eroded to a point where I'm not sure if they really uh, have as much faith in the coaching staff as, you know, they, they would like to have. You know, the players are going to look at what Bones said and, and probably take more than a little bit of an issue with it. So I'm curious to know how that kind of progresses next season. I guess with Bones now, we're going to have to hope that the goaltending can kind of hold up because my guess is he's going to have even less scoring talent to work with. And that's really tough for a coach. I mean, Rick has done about as as much of a, a job as you could imagine a coach given a really middling roster is, is able to do. But there are also some things where I think bonus could really improve. Sometimes I feel like he's maybe not as comfortable with taking a couple of major risks, especially if he feels the Jets are struggling to score. I think if he just cuts the players a little more loose and kind of lets them work towards um, the stronger suits of their skills, it might you know, cause the Jets to concede more, but maybe Winnipeg would also, you know, actually create some more opportunities and keep the pressure higher up the ice. It's always a fine line that you've got to walk. And I feel like for the Bones Brigade to really come back in full style and full spirit, we're going to have to see some guys really step up to the plate and give their all in a way that they maybe didn't do last season. Now, the first half of last season, I think the Jets um, looked like everyone was really bought in. Guys were, you know, full of team spirit. Everyone was like rah, rah bones. Things felt pretty good. And then of course the second half of the season, everything went to pot. It all fell apart and things were just kind of like really crappy despite it kind of being due to puck luck more than anything. So yeah, for me, I think the bones brigade era is probably over. My best hope is that he's at least able to cobble together a competent season but I'm feeling like this team is just not going to have the talent to really surmount a lot of the obstacles we're likely to face. The biggest one being that the Jets just don't have a lot of scoring talent. Unless Winnipeg magically um, generates like, you know, three to four, 25 to 30 goal scorers, I just don't know where this team is going to find its offensive production from, especially when they're going to lose elite finishers in guys like Shifley and Dubois, who's coming in to fill in, you know, fill in their, uh, their roles and, and replace them. Probably not somebody on the same level, but I mean, I don't even know if I'm stressing about it now or if I've just sort of accepted it. Either way, though, it'd be nice if Bones could at least get the trust of the room back and get the players back on the same page, because when the team was rolling earlier this past season, it felt great. And I think the fans, more than anything, just need some positivity and some good uh, moral stories to really rally around. But Winnipeg is going to Winnipeg, and I guess that's all we can uh, all we can hope for. But let me know if you think the Bones Brigade's coming back, like I said, in the comments below or at my social medias. But for tonight's show, that is going to be all the time that we have. I thank you so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day, and very much hope that you will rejoin us tomorrow. 
I'm hoping that we've got some trade announcements or something because I'm getting very anxious about all of these rumors and uh, waiting for the Jets to do something. But like I said, you'll have to wait until tomorrow to find out more about all of that. Have a great night. Go Jets go. See you tomorrow.